Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So hey everybody, welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and this has been a long time coming. Uh, it has. Jo- John and I have been trying to get together for years, like, for years, <laughs> to talk about what he's been up to. Um, but I'm very pleased to be joined today by John Trackware from Fixio, which used to be the Mac Man, and still is. <laughs> there are still two Mac Man shots. We, yeah, you've caught me sort of like mid-transition between Mac Man and Fixio, but ultimately. This is Fixio it's now. Fixio. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think w- what we can do is, if we can, is you can tell us how the Mac Man all came about. So we'll start from there and then go into why you've gone into Fixio, if that's, if that's cool. So the, the, the Mac Man um, was my, my business partner. He set that up um, in the mid-noughties, 2005, 2006, 2007. Mm. He was working in tech retail. Um, and this is pre-iPhone, but Apple had launched the Apple stores. So they were already on the ascendancy because the Apple stores, in my opinion, was the big game changer yeah. for Apple. Yeah. But the iPhone hadn't yet come, so they, it wasn't like a ubiquitous household name. Um, and he was working for Solutions, which is a, a, a local company in uh, in Brighton, which is like the iStore in Tunbridge Wells oh, yeah. in terms of it's it looks like an Apple store. It purports to be an Apple store, but it's not an actual Apple store. Mm. But, and he was working there and he was working evenings and weekends, sort of helping customers that he'd met, doing um, on-site installs because solutions weren't offering that as a service. So he was doing that. Okay. So he's your classic sort of specialist mm. that decided to go self-employed. And he'd been doing that for about five years. And then I came back from traveling and we were both about 30. And I came back from traveling with my girlfriend, now wife. And we'd been away for a year. And I came back and he had this, this huge house in Brighton, yeah. which no one really sort of has these huge houses. And he was looking after it for his like, girlfriend's boss or something who was land banking it, waiting for planning approval or something. Yeah. So he, I lived with him. And he'd been doing it for five years. And he had one member of staff that was like a part-time PA. And um, he went to work. I wasn't working and I just remember his phone was just like, it just didn't stop ringing. Yeah, right. So I thought two things. I thought, one, your PA is not getting your phone calls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two, you've, you've, you're onto something. This, yeah. this, is, this is really big. So I sort of said to him like, look, you know, I, I want to work with you. This is brilliant. And he was like, yeah, but you've never worked in tech. You've never worked in retail. This is not something you, I can really do with you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, good point. <laughs> and then we, we, we did decide that what we could do was set up a, a remote session business so people would access your computer remotely and fix it remotely but this is 2010 and the technology wasn't quite there and neither was the trust so the the technology we were using and we still use now team viewer 
are the sponsors of Manchester United now. Oh, wow. So that's sort of like how much we've progressed in the last 10, 11 years. But at the time, people were unwilling to sort of allow you to install TeamViewer on their computer and then access remotely. So it never really happened. But because of that, we did take the lease out on um, the Brighton, what is now our Brighton shop yeah. in Quebec Street in Hangover. Um, and... I then had to sort of go away and go, look, you know, I'm in my early 30s. What I actually need to do is sort of like settle down. I want to get a mortgage. I want to have children. I want to get married. All these sort of things, which sort of a startup didn't really conduce to over the next sort of couple of years. So I went back into business uh, music rights management, which I'd sort of done in my 20s before I went traveling. And I was working up in Getty Images, which is the first time I'd worked for like a big sort of American multinational headquarters up in Camden. And I was doing that sort of trek. We'd just moved to Tunbridge Wells. We'd just had a kid, just bought a house, doing that trek up to Camden and back. And I was just like, this is, this is not for me. So I went back to Matt and was like, look, I've had another thought. What we do is, I do what you do in Brighton, but I do it in Tunbridge Wells. But the difference is, I'm going to do it from a shop. So it's going to be retail. He didn't want to do it, and I had to sort of beg him. And then eventually, I sort of had to sort of convince him, almost dupe him into sort of agreeing to let me do it. Um, And then we set it up. So it was actually nine years ago last week. It was the 1st of December 2012 that the Pantile shop opened. And just immediately, it was busy. And I remember thinking, I want something that's a work-life balance. I've just done that, that awful commute. I've got a baby that's only a few months old. Yeah. Um, I'm probably only going to open sort of like three or four days a week and just <laughs> do it part-time. And then immediately you're like, you're seven yeah. days a week. And then you go home and you, you're answering those emails that yeah. you didn't get a chance to in the daytime. Yeah. Within a few months, I was employing someone. But after a year, there was a team of four. And we were doing in terms of revenue, way, 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 way better than I could ever imagined. And, you know, rewind to sort of like before we opened, I I remember going to the bank and asking for a a 7,000 overdraft. Wow. I got nothing. Right. They, like, they wouldn't give me an overdraft, they wouldn't give me a credit card. So every every invoice, you know, 60 quid I was chasing, 80 quid I was chasing it yeah. because cash flow was like a daily sort of basis. Yeah. And the, 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 real, the real thing that helped the business grow was I started stocking secondhand. So pre-owned Apple computers, I quickly realized these are like Rolexes. These 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 are great. They yeah. last for years. People want them. They might not want, not want to pay the VAT or the or the or the recommended retail price, but they want them a little bit little bit older. But pre-owned is is fine. Yeah. Um. So all my cash flow was going on that, and then we moved up into the town centre of Tunbridge Wells because we had just outgrown the small shop in the Pantiles. Then in 2017, um, we opened two more shops, and it was really just a sort of a way to see whether we could replicate what we do without us being the owner and operator there yeah so i did seven oaks and matt did horsham yeah and then uh in 2020 when covid happened we realized that what we needed to do was to sort of restructure the business to have much bigger premises so we closed the horsham shop which was only sort of breaking even rather than making a profit and we moved it to crawley and we've now got a big business there, like a big premises there, yeah. which is allowing us to gear us up to really push on with um, online sales and support, which are both very growing segments. Yeah. Um, the Fixio thing w- comes about in yeah. terms of how these sort of things clash, how, how me and him and everything coming together collides, yeah. is that we wanted to grow the business um, and we wanted to grow the business more than the four shops. And we've always kind of known that the, using the word Mac is problem yeah uh, because we're not apple and if you are 
with Apple, like iStore and Solutions, they won't ever let you use the word Mac or iPhone or Apple. Mm. So we actually had dialogue with Apple when we sort of said, look, we want to grow, we want to do more than this. And they were like, no, you you, you can't do it. And now you're on our radar. We're yeah. going to have to tell you, you've got to stop doing it. So we'd never got a cease and desist, but we we, we were at that point where it was like, we've, we've kind of hit the, the ceiling of growth. And we wanted to trademark it as well, so we could sort of grow beyond the, the sort of towns we live in sort of thing, so we could sort of grow it larger. Yeah. And the, we spoke to a trademark specialist who said, you can't, you can't trademark this because of the word Mac in the title. Um, and if you don't trademark your brand... If you fall out with the the licensee or the person that you've put in charge of it, they can continue to trade under that name because you haven't got any way of telling them to take the sign down. Right, right. So we needed a new name. And I spent from August 2020 until sort of like a couple of months, so well over a year, it was just like, and I couldn't, Brainstorming. I couldn't, I couldn't crack it. Yeah. And every name I thought of, I was like, yes. And then I'd go, no. And then I'd speak to someone else and go, no. And then I just thought, actually, I've just got just, choose something yeah because as soon as you just do it and you make it real and and we'll see in 2022 with the sort of marketing ideas that we've got it just it then just becomes real Mm. what i wasn't expecting is that some people were like genuinely upset so we had like emails and letters and and people writing comments on social media saying can't believe you've done this oh. and you're like hey, we're still the same team yeah. we're still the same owners yeah. we're still the, we're still apple specialists but we just haven't got the word mac in the title anymore or the yeah. word man which interestingly in 2021 people came back to us and said oh i like the fact that you've dropped the name man because okay. of the sort of mr of potato course. you know is now yeah just potato head is he i don't know, oh, I don't know. so yeah. the, the man has been dropped the mac has been dropped so fixio it is it's it's just where we're going it's the direction that we're heading in it also allows us not to have that question of like not only do you only do Macs which is a genuine question that that people genuinely ask like do you do iPhones yeah we do a lot more iPhones than we do anything else because people are just prone to drop them more than anything else but any tech as well it allows us to sort of say we're not just Apple specialists but we're Samsung specialists we're Xbox One specialists and all the sort of consumer technology that isn't you know, so cheap that it's cheap enough to like a the the, the Google the Google laptop. The, the, you know, some of those machines are just so cheap. They were selling the Google ones on um, on Black Friday for 140 pounds. I mean, yeah. how you can sell a new piece of kit for 140 pounds, yeah. yeah. and that's including all the costs and taxes. I don't know. No, no. But um, th- th- your Chromebook is never going to be repairable. But your, your Samsung Galaxies and your Microsoft Surface Pros and your Dell XPSs, there's some really good other equipment out there, yeah. which when I started in 2012 just wasn't on the scene. Mm. Apple were the leaders of the luxury tech. And now there's a lot of other companies that have come up to that standard, Yeah, especially yeah. those machines I've just described. Yeah, I guess you, you when you jumped on board in 2011, 2012, it was, it was the right time completely. Because yeah. Apple, Apple were, you know, just... It, it was unbelievably yeah. the right time because it all, was... All strategic, of course. <laughs> no, it was, it was pure fluke. I mean, for all I know, my, my friend, you know, because if you want to be an entrepreneur, and that's the word that I had in my head for years, I want to run my own business. Yeah. I never wanted to particularly to be self-employed. I wanted to like run a business. It, you can't unless you've got some sort of great idea, which hardly anybody has. Mm. You have to sort of lean on someone else. So sort of, I, I sort of like, well, what idea am I going to borrow, or who am I going to partner up with? Yeah. And my friend Matt, he was never going to, you know, he'd been doing it for five years and, and and hadn't sort of scaled it. So I sort of come in not to sort of say, look, I'm going to scale it. I just said, look, I'm just going to copy you. Yeah. 
But it was the, the unbelievable luck of it is, um, I remember just as we opened, the iPad Mini was just launched, which was really popular. Um, and the 5, the iPhone 5 was just launched. Right. So we were just starting to get the 4s and the 4Ss in for repair because on the, I'd say on the whole, most iPhones, if you drop them a few times, yeah. they're strong. But after a sort of a year, year yeah. and a half, if you're regularly dropping them, they, they do crack eventually. Yeah. So we would, it, he hadn't seen that. So the Mac Man in 2012 when I joined just weren't doing phones and pads. No. So I was like, I'm going to start doing phones and pads yeah. because I'm getting two or three people a day coming in about their computer, but I'm getting three or four people a day coming in about their iPhone. So yeah. really quickly, I was like, anything Apple, we do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, t- the timing was was unbelievable. And now we're at, we're at a stage where I, you know, if you get your, your car serviced, you just accept it. You yeah. just go, yeah, there's an MOT, but I've got to get this serviced as well. Mm. And I think that tech repair is entering that territory where people realise that actually there might be one, £200 a year that I have to spend on the fact that I've dropped it or I've, I've knocked a glass of wine over it or yeah. I've picked up a bug that I shouldn't have. And, and, and that, sort of, that sort of cost, I think people are much more willing to accept now than what they were 10 years ago yeah. as well. Do you, do you offer that, you know, like a monthly cost that someone pays and they've got a, a contract or a maintenance contract? We do for businesses. Yeah. Um, uh, we we haven't for consumers, mm. um, for residential customers, but we do for businesses. Mm. I'd I'd love to to work out how to do it because I'm recently been doing this online uh, marketing course because I'm trying to sort of get my head around how to sort of pitch Fixio, yeah. and I'm only just learning about the sort of pre, during, and post. Okay. So pre is your sort of classic. Uh, take out an advert in something or right. spend some money on AdWords. Yeah. During is the experience that they have whilst they're with you. And that's what Apple did really well with their Apple stores. Yeah. And then post is how do we keep you as a customer? Okay. Um, and what would be really interesting would be to crack the, the, the or to, to, to work out how to sort of keep people as a customer. Because mm. if people are going to need to use somebody every year, it would be worth doing it. Mm. Now, whether we do that with a, a, a sort of a pre-plan in terms of you pay up front or whether it's more like a loyalty scheme and mm. if you're with us you get a discount i don't know but in 2022 there will be something yeah food for thought yeah 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 and also do you, i mean i struggle with apple products sometimes just keeping up to date with them as far as um you know the new ios system or else it, it's got on there and how do you use it and so do you help people with that as well yeah, that, yeah we the, i think the reason why as a business so this is sort of beyond the sort of luck of the fact that there's more people using iphones than there were Mm. um the fact that we're as good with software as we are with hardware really sets us apart okay so people can come in they can ask questions they can book an appointment um they can they can book a phone call which is charged for or if they're on if they're a business and they're on the pre-play plan then then it'll be free yeah but that the guys that we've got that, that are taking those calls and that are dealing with the customers their knowledge of 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 software is exceptional Um, and so we're not just getting your phone in and fixing it we we can help you with any issue that you have and that's probably the way that we're going Mm. um being software specialists because hardware uh certainly apple it's becoming micro so Mm. in a laptop now your your logic board, so the motherboard, the engine of the machine, mm. is the same sort of size as what an iPad was ten years ago. Like <laughs> they are just tiny now. Yeah. Your ba- that's mainly battery and speakers. The actual motherboard is it's is tiny. tiny. Yeah. 
Um, so software is, is, is where it's going. Software is where a lot of people have problems with a lot of questions. Um, so hardware repair is there, but it's def the software side of it is definitely. Yeah. With, with um, just quickly, with the updates, my yeah. two tips would be yeah. your iPhone, set it to, to auto. Because the, the iPhone ones are the ones that, are, that don't make a dramatic change. And that if you do it while you're sleeping, you don't have to, to, to do it. Okay. You don't have to worry about it. Just set it so you just wake up and go, oh, I've got, now got 14.1.2. Okay. Last night I had 14.1.1. Okay. With the Max, I'm more of the, uh, the opinion of wait until one has finished its course. Okay. So, so say uh, Big Sur, which yes. has been replaced by Monterey. I'm now only just installing Big Sur from Catalina because Monterey is now out. When Monterey is at the end of its course, I will do the same with that okay. because the, the, they, uh, they can sort of make mistakes more with Mac OS. Teething problems, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. so even just basic things with, with uh, I think it was with Big Sur when it first launched rather than if you installed it now, there was a problem with the using mail and searching for words, right. which is something that I rely on massively. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's my two, okay. my opinions. Good tips on right there. <laughs> so what's, um, what's for the future then? What, what, what do you, how do you see it going? Is it more and more stores? Is it you know, just building on what you've already got? Um, the, the online sales and, and, the, and the, the remote support are the two things that we focused on since, since COVID hit because we were reliant on people just coming into the shops yeah. and that just suddenly stopped. Sure. So one day, well, certainly the start of March 2020, Gone we wouldn't have predicted that. And then by the end of March, all the shops were shut. Yeah. So, and we knew that we could have sold a lot more computers if we had them in stock or okay. if we had the ability. So we furloughed everybody and Matt and I kept working and, and we were doing online sales, but we just sort of thought, wow, this we've missed a trick here. This, yeah. the people want, they just couldn't get the tech. Mm. Um, the remote support side of things um, is so my business partner, who is the genuine tech, genuine techie. He, yeah. he, he loves nothing more than being under the bonnet of a computer. So he, that's the sort of super geeky, the sort of uber mm. techie sort of stuff. And that's the direction that he's growing in. So he's got his own team and that's what he's pushing. With retail, which is the thing that sort of floats my boat a bit more, a lot more. Mm. I do want to grow it. I do want Fixio to be the brand. But I think the, the key is going to be um, the, the both the, the working with Apple more yeah. and the trademark in the name, which will allow me to sort of comfortably handle, hand it over to somebody else okay. and sort of say, look, this is what I've done. Mm. You've got Seven Oaks, you've got One Man Band, you've got Crawley, you've got Industrial Estate, you've got Tunbridge Wells, Town Centre, you've got Brighton, sort of residential area. Yeah. What sort of sort of set shop would you think would suit you the best? Okay. Um, this is how we've done it. See how you get on. Yeah. And I was, only, I was only in Seven Oaks yesterday and I saw that they've just opened a Gales in Seven Oaks. Oh, right, yeah. You know, they've yeah. just opened one in Tunbridge Wells last yeah, year. Street, yeah. And they're, they're great bakeries, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Like, they're queuing outside. For and them. I thought to myself... That could be a business model. Wherever Gales has opened a shop, a I'm going to open a Fixio. <laughs> Follow because, that. Because <laughs> yeah, they, they, I mean, how they've chosen their locations, I don't yeah, know. But yeah. everyone that you go to, everyone you see, there's a queue outside. I know. There was one in Greenwich. I was in Greenwich the other day, and you one there with queues outside as well. Yeah. There you go. And they Fixio in Greenwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you clearly love it, John. So what, what, what is it that you love about it the most? What do you get from it? What's the best part of it for you? What you do? Um, Put you on the spot there, but... 
I mean, the, the, the word the word that I used earlier with the entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like I, I had that in my mind for years. So when I left college, I, I got a job working. Have you heard of the PRS, the Performing Rights Society? Yes, I, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working then. I was working there for seven years, and I, was, I, I loved it there. It was a great, great place to work. But I just sort of had this sort of feeling of like mm, I'm nearly thirty, and I, and I want to know what it's like to 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 work for yourself. And I didn't really know why. And then one of my clients was a classic entrepreneur. Mm. And I just said to him, I was like, look, how have you done this? And he's just like, I don't know. There is no secret. I've just done it. And I was like, can you give me a job? And he said, yeah. 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 And when I, when I left the PRS to go and work for him, my, I remember my boss saying, what are you doing? And even somebody that worked for Darren called me up and said, what are you doing? You're leaving a really good job to come and work for this guy that doesn't know what he's doing from one day to the next but I think I just needed to see it for myself like how has somebody built up a really good business and I think the only trick is he just did it just get on with it now I'm older so that was my late 20s I'm now in my early 40s I realize I'm sort of classic sort of high energy ADHD I enjoy putting different caps on so I, I like putting a finance cap on and then literally a minute later HR then I take a call and I've got to do sales and then I've got to think constantly about customer service and then back of my mind I've got HR recruitment and yeah, retention yeah and I just enjoy it I just yeah. enjoy the sort of Juggling all those the plates. busyness yeah. of it that I can now understand why when I was at work and I had to sort of be there at nine and leave at six and five days a week that I didn't really enjoy that sort of, I've got one small little bit of the cog to sort of yeah. help. Yeah. I much prefer the, the, the putting different hats on yeah, all day. Right. Yeah, yeah, very good. Like a true entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, it's only now that I can sort of say that. Like I, I didn't really feel like I was... Well, a, a true entrepreneur I just wanted to be an entrepreneur mm. so I think that's why the next step I'm sort of thinking well actually let's see if I can sort of help other people yeah. set up these shops because then that's almost like another sort of challenge yeah giving something back I guess as well to help other people um, well thank you John that's been great uh, we got there in the end to talk to you um, thanks very much for sharing all about Fixio and where you're going with it it's been really interesting um, all John's details will be on this podcast. Um, if you need to talk to John, all his details will be there. If anything about Mac or anything about Apple or any of the other products that you mentioned, you can yeah. help them with that, can't you? So um, based in Thomas Wells, Seven Oaks, Crawley, Brighton. That's it. That's it, yeah. Perfect. Um, so thank you. Uh, good to talk to you. Thanks, uh, Nick. And um, I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, John. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Cheers.